This episode of A Hero's Journey podcast is brought to you by S&P Inc. right here in Las Vegas, Seattle, and Arizona. JPS Computers out of Oregon. Thank you, uh, Jesse and Alex. And then you can be listening to us right now every Monday night at 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock Eastern on RockRageRadio.com. Um, 20 million listeners a month on Rock Rage Radio. Um, my name is Brian Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, I know, huh? Uh, my name is Brian Hopkins. It's it's all about well, one. Welcome back, Chase. Chase is all the way from Aust- Austria right now, where Austria. he's been singing yes, opera, wearing suits, and kicking ass uh, halfway around the world. Dude, I'm proud of you. Hey, you know, I'm just so glad to be back where there's air conditioning <laughs> <laughs> and, and where you have internet. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's what this is about. And, and I encouraged you, what, a year ago we went through this. You started working, working on my show. And it was one of those things where, like, you have to take advantage of these little things that turn into other things. You did that last year, seven weeks, and they ask you back to do it again this year. And I'm sure you have more stories. I'm sure I'm going to lose you again here real soon. But um, I want to introduce my guest today. There's not one, not two. But three, uh, we almost had five people in here, um, but it, it, it would I don't know how to handle that. But today I've got Frankie, Frankie DiMaggio, who uh, I just heard you were related to DiMaggio himself, the related, baseball player. You know that that makes we have something in common. Oh, yeah. What's that? Marilyn Monroe was married to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> DiMaggio. She, she, uh, she loved him and yeah. he, lo- he was obsessed with her. He wouldn't even let anybody come to her funeral. Oh, he was that good of a guy. He, wow, he, he didn't trust anybody after she she was she died. So you know it was kind of a kind of a weird thing. You know he 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 just didn't trust him. So he buried. He spent a uh, hundred and sixty thousand dollars on her funeral, which back then was like, I mean, that's three a lot quarters of, money. of a million dollars. Yeah, now. that's a lot of money. Yeah, but he went really deep. Like instantly, you like went really deep yeah. into this. But Frankie, we've been Frankie D. We've been friends for a while <laughs> now. Much exactly. Since you got here. Exactly. You had a mohawk when I first. When yes, I first I'm like, who's this? Who's this dude? The mohawk the and the sideburns. Uh, yeah. I hate um, punk rock. <laughs> not punk rock at all. I would never know. Just had a vibe. Yeah. Um, but you, you came to my show. Yes. You knew Megan. Megan. Megan Ruger. Megan. She's the one that introduced us. Oh. Yeah. But no, see, uh, yes, it was before that. Because Megan, I've only known Megan for about six years, seven years, maybe. Since 2016. Yeah. So I'd seen you, but we hadn't probably officially met. Exactly. I'd seen you everywhere, and then she brought you to the show, and I'm like, oh, okay, punk rock guys here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of of otherwise shows. Yeah. I've seen all the otherwise shows. Exactly. Who were my very first guests on a Hero's Journey podcast? I was going to wear their shirt tonight, but Uh, I said, nah. Now you wear their tattoo, though. They haven't paid me any money. No. Um, so I want to introduce over yeah. here your better half, um, and she's the reason why you even guys you guys got on the show yeah. because I, I, I love her. <laughs> I love you, Valerie. It's good to it's good to have you on the Thank show. You. I appreciate it. You can talk into the mic. I'm Don't, excited to be here. Yeah. Are you nervous though? No, not even a little bit. No, I love that. <laughs> I love that. So here's the thing. I I met you at an otherwise show with Buck Cherry. And I kept looking over Frank's shoulder saying, I love her. I love her. She's amazing. And I was and saying, take her. <laughs> <laughs> lies. 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 All lies. 
but I had a great time. I had a great time uh, hanging out with you. And then all of a sudden I get a, I get a message from you. And because the both of you went into this like venture together after getting married, after this, we'll get into how you met and all that crazy stuff. But you guys bought West Coast Tattoo Parlors, the, the two of them mm-hmm. here in town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- how did that happen? Like, where did that come from? Well, it's, it kind of came through a couple of different things. Um, we were in business with a, a company that did voice cloning. Voice cloning? Yeah, in fact, to talk about podcast, it was created for podcasting. Okay. So if you, for instance, did a podcast and recorded it, and then you went back and said, I should have said this, or I wish I would have said this, or I wish I would have asked, asked, asked him this, okay. you can go back with your clone and ask that question. Oh, wow. Well, and that's what AI does now, so. Well, it does it, but you have <laughs> to have permission to do it. And right. So, so podcasting was what it was created for, but we thought, you know, let's use this for something you know, like better, like posthumous use. Like we felt if you're going to save your family pictures from your whole life, why yeah. not send it, save your voice? Because everybody always says, man, if I could just hear their voice one more time or I can't even, re- or I can't remember what they sounded like. I save people, I save messages. On your cell phone? On my yeah. cell phone. For people I who have passed away? Not even that. Like I've, I've have some that are from people who have passed away. Yeah. And I have some from just really special messages that I want to keep for a long time. But yeah. I want to get into really quick. I'm, I don't want to cut you off because I want to get into the other guest. Yeah. And this dude, oh, you, you look like oh, a damn rock star. Yeah. Thank um, you. <laughs> Rob Diab- Diablos. Diablos. Yeah. Yes. Um, who tattooed me, you guys. Uh, Rob tattooed me this past week. Um, and it was an honor to sit down and get to know you. And what's really crazy is you look like this. And as we get into talking to you, you have this Alabama accent, and uh, I don't even know how to do an accent, but you, and you're just this genuine, real dude, and I really dug that. I dug the vibe when I walked into you guys' place, and that's what I liked about hanging out with you. We don't even know when we actually met. We don't yeah, know the moment, but it's been a while, and every time I see you, you've always been kind to me, and... Then you introduced me to this crazy lady who I love, <laughs> and it just was fire. And then I walk into, you know, how you guys get into, again, finish that story, how you bought oh, West yeah. Coast. You went off in a tangent. We, we, yeah, yeah. We, I'm sorry. Yeah. We wanted to, we wanted to do something that, you know, that, that was, you know, local. Uh-huh. You, know, being, you know, being in the rock and roll business, yeah. you know, running the same circles as me. All of our friends have tattoos. All of our friends are in bands. All their friends are in bands, and even down to the bikers, you know, because I've done stuff with yeah. Sturgis and everything else. So, so you just those are my people, right? So I said, well, that would be a really easy transition, you know. And people have broken our balls for it. So, oh, you don't, you guys aren't artists. You shouldn't own tattoo shops. Oh, that is so annoying. Okay, to me. so I shouldn't own a diamond shop because I didn't cut diamonds. I mean, right. come on, I, I, you know. So Make there's sure always. So we thought that would be a good opportunity to. To buy something in Vegas, we could we could bring all our friends on board and work with people and that we know, and and you know stay in the business without being in the business because the business here, as you know it, in Vegas, the music business is like, can we do raspberries on the? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. it's gotten bad. You know, it it, it so has. this keeps us in touch with people. You know, and, right? And if you know celebrity, you know celebrities, which we consider you one. We, we bring them in, you know, talk about us. Come on down. That's, I, and I really appreciate that. And you gave me, 
an opportunity to be tattooed by, like I said, a great guy that I wouldn't have known. And, you know, now it's like I was just talking about you to Michaela and and talking up your work. But as you know, uh, being a tattoo artist, you know, people are they're particular. You know, they right, they right. find who they want. And I'm like, well, this 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 is my guy. But, you know, you guys have all kinds of crazy artists that are really great and have their specialties yeah. and whatnot. They're all and, ma massive characters, too. Like, everybody, they're, they're all a little nuts, but, my God, the art is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're a lot of fun. Like, I have a really good crew now. That's awesome. Hey, let's fix her angle real quick. Is it bad? Slide back this way. Oh, Because okay. you're talking completely oh. sideways. Okay, sorry. And... And you're not, you're not even in the shot. I'm there bad. you are. Oh, you're she was okay. there. Don't she? worry. She was there. I was yeah, making okay. her look good. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I appreciate you. But no, and, and I got that. Like when I was in there, I was, you know, the, who was it? The other artists that were in there with us. Oh, Bobby Vegas uh, and Chris. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bobby Vegas and, and Chris, both, you know, talented guys. And then I, I fell down the rabbit hole of West Coast tattoo parlors on Instagram, um, you know, I just started watching, you know, all the other artists and all the stuff and you're tagging me in all those and I love it. Thank you. Um, and it's, it's really cool because tattooing is, and I compared it to being, when I walked in to you, you know, I said, I don't, I don't want to tell you what to do. Let's come up with something. And, and it, I don't want to show this too much because it's scabbed up right now and right, right. we'll show it later, <laughs> but actually Chase, you have a you have a photo, a little video of the tattoo you did for me. Yeah, let me let me pull it up right here. Hold yeah, on. it should be on the screen here. Oh, it's a uh, the technology's fighting me. Hold on. That's okay. Yeah. You should have put up like a picture of My Little Pony. Little yeah, tattoo. yeah. <laughs> on the small of my back. Hey, that nice was really tattoo, sweet. Tattoo, tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was embarrassed. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so here we go. Well, that's yeah, that's us in in there hanging out. I sent you a little video close up uh, on the admin, but hey. yeah. So what that is is uh, it's we'll tell them. Go ahead. It's a uh, realistic anatomical heart, and it has graffiti on it, which also includes your brother's name. There you go, and it's ripping through my skin, which is really cool, and I appreciate it, dude. Um, it was really cool, and my brother is who either. Yeah, they're showing he's showing a video right now yeah. of us hanging out in the in there and us talking about what we wanted to do when um when we started working on this video i mean on this tattoo. that's my video yeah that's your video i'm good so. at editing i'm very good with that <laughs> but i love the vibe of you guys' store yeah. i love that's just one of them too yeah. uh we have really good artists, and they're just like one thing that people always talk about is the atmosphere because we have such funny people, like, and they all genuinely love each other. Everybody gets along. Everybody's kind of like a team. It took me a while to get to that good team, but now we have a really, really good team. That's awesome. And people love joking with them. They tell us I, it's like coming and hanging out at a barber shop, but it's a tattoo parlor. And what's cool is I have a shirt from you guys as yeah. well um can you get a shot of this there you go i was gonna wear it but without a left chest muscle it always looks so weird my girl is always saying to me the logo's off center i'm like ah, <clears throat> i'm born without a left chest muscle it's always gonna be off center um 
It, seriously, it's a it's a weirdest thing. Way too thing. much information. Yeah, not well. So you know, it's a birth effect. You know, way too much information. <laughs> so I'm gonna get into a couple of things here because I, you know, each one of you, I want I want to get to know you a little bit. I know, Frankie, yourself, uh, you're a promoter. Like we got into. Well, okay, so you're not. So I hate that name promoter because. You know, even from watching TV, promoters are always the scumbags. Don King. Yeah, they're always <laughs> the scumbags, you know. Um, I I started out in Vegas as a, a DJ at a strip club. Really? Yeah, why would I lie about something? No. I... <laughs> <laughs> so that that turned into um, a lot of celebrities. Trent, so, Re- Trent Reznor came, used to come. I mean, I could go over yeah. the list of rock stars and celebrities and politicians that oh, I Oh, he met. was even them when, uh, there when Johnny Depp was thrown in a trash can. Oh, wow. Can we talk about yeah, that? Yeah, anything you want. <laughs> that was at Cheetahs. Really? Yeah, and that was during uh, 21 Jump Street. Okay. Yeah, and he got mouthy with uh, a guy by the name of One Kick Nick. Have you met No, Nick? I don't know who that Nick is. Nick has a dojo here, and he's the last guy ever to piss off because and he, he's the last guy to lose his temper, but also... Very dangerous with his legs. Okay. Kind of like a Van Damme, but yeah. he was the door guy there, and this guy got mouthy, and him and the manager took him out back and threw him into the trash can. There was no um, uh, favoritism for celebrities back when I was starting out in Vegas, which is 94, 95. Oh, wow. Didn't matter how big of a celebrity you were. If you treated employees poorly, you got treated poorly. Wow. Yeah. That was more of the wild days. Now we need them so badly that, you know, for our, for marketing and everything else. But nobody was thinking about that because all, yeah. the, all the clubs were packed. There was only like five of them back then. All so. my run-ins with him have always been cool. So it's, <laughs> you know, but he was coming up. You said 21 Jump Street. He yeah. was like, you know, wet behind the ears and young yeah. guy and, and whatnot. But so that, oh, give me, for, for instance, give me a... Yeah, you know, introduce Valerie to the stage on the main stage. <laughs> DJ, give me that DJ oh, voice. Oh, man, no, 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 don't make me do that. I thought that's a part of my life. <laughs> Gentlemen, coming up next on stage, it's Valerie all the way. See, I'm losing my See? voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get I've those dollar bills out, gentlemen. You're I have so a, stupid. I was, you know, I was I've lucky enough. I've never gone in one, by the way. I've oh, never been wow. in a strip club. Never. I was lucky enough to, you know, at the time we were killing it. I mean, we made a lot of money. I mean, yeah. cash money every night. But I, I was bored with it. I really got bored. I got tired of the drama. You okay. know, now, now I'm working at, you know, now we got tattoo shops, which is <laughs> pretty much the same thing without the dollar bills and, the, and the, you know, and, Pretty much the same mentality. Right? <laughs> Strippers, they're all pissed off at the same time. They're all got problems. They got everybody's got sorry, PMS. Some of the them have time. drug problems. Some of them alcohol. <laughs> Not you know. anymore though. The people we got that rid we, of those ones. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to point that out. Yeah, please. don't look at yeah, 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 yeah. now. We had yeah. to. Nope. We had to go through know, quite pe- a few. There's people. I <laughs> you know there's there's artists that are going listening and they're going. You know, yeah, well, but they know. You know, that's it's just artists are a different breed. They, you know, we really are. Even Chase, Chase is an artist himself. Um, you know, half of these guitars are his in here as well. So yeah. I understand that artist side of it. Um, being an artist myself and walking in and getting into, you know, what what you were doing and kind of seeing that world, you know, how did you become a tattoo artist, Rob? So the earliest memory that I have with tattoos is um, <clears throat> seeing my aunt uh, and her tattoos when I was younger. She had those little very common cliche, like a little Tweety Bird and stuff like that that were on her ankles. Yeah. And I used to like to 
play with them when I was a kid. I would sit there and like scratch the skin and try to and like be fascinated by the fact that it wouldn't come off and right. stuff like that. That's like the earliest memory I have. Um, so that was definitely like a, uh, a, I think a seed in the beginning. Right. But uh, as far as art goes, like I've always been fascinated by art, always been a part of art. Um, it's not just tattooing. Like I've always um, painted, uh, sculpted stuff like that it's it's never been just a, a one-way street with me when it comes me to too. that wow so um but yeah no like i pretty much established when i was in high school that i still wanted to be a tattoo artist like i already had that figured out because in high school i already had almost sleeves no way. so yeah i already had like tattoos all over my arms so okay. um that's commitment yeah at a young yeah. age that's that is commitment. You, That's didn't crazy. To, you didn't go to Baptist school, apparently. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I, it was it, tattoos, not that. How, yeah. how old are you? Uh, I'll be 32 in March. Okay. No, Frankie, he was in a cult. Yeah, so I want to get into that because I was shocked. We're sitting there, and like I said, the energy that you put off, um, you can't, we couldn't grab that from that video that, that he was playing. Yeah. Um, but walking in, the vibe was really cool. That's what I dug. Um, getting introduced to you and i had spoke to you on the phone before going over there because you kind of vet out your artists and who's going to put ink on your body oh yeah absolutely and that kind yeah. of thing and so i did that then went over and met you and then we get to talking and you're like yeah i grew up in a cult i'm like wait what yeah dude tell me about this like where what I'll call you back. Yeah, no, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'll call, so, I'll call you back. Ooh, wrong number. I, I, I was looking one. for the tattoo artist. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was already getting ink done when we, so we got in this conversation. It's all good. Um, I do want uh, to put this across before I say anything yeah. that I, uh, I use the term cult in the scenario very loosely. Okay. Um, and I know that the term cult can also be defined in many different ways. Right. Um, so basically what it was, um, I went to a specific Christian church when I was younger and, um, it was basically in the exact same family as the Holy Rollers. Uh, you know, a lot of um, screaming and shouting, a lot of um, like the, the people that handle snakes and stuff like that. Ask. It's the snake same. Is that the snake yeah. people? It's yeah. uh, it's part of the same branch, basically, yeah. as that. But we, ironically, weren't one of the crazy ones. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we were actually pretty m more basic of a church. It was my my family personally and their beliefs I that. See where the cult aspect came in. Uh, so uh, misinterpretation of scripture, oh, stuff it, like that? It was like everything revolved around family and family only, and um, anything that kind of introduced anything outside of this bubble that they created for themselves, it, it, it was almost like it was, it was non-existent or it, or it was automatically of the devil. So um, it, it's, it's having that mentality. Mm. Um, that basically everything other than what you personally feel is wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was almost like growing up with a, um, like a, obviously a non murderous version of the Manson family, like the way that it was like the way the thinking was. Wow. Um, and that must, that had to be rough as a kid to try and find your identity, try and find out who you are and what you're all about. But this is being forced upon you, yeah. You know, and this um, is how you have to be. It's still being done, and 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 if you can see this podcast, 
parents that hold your kids down and keep you from listening to the radio, watching certain TV shows, video games, all that stuff. Doesn't no, so work. Like all, it was... all your stre- all your all your pushing doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work. Right. It go, they go. We go. We go the opposite way. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely. I do feel like that is a factor, and mm-hmm. um, I I knew at a young age that I, I was definitely not the the person my family wanted me to be by okay. any means. I knew yeah. that. Um, you know, like I, I had a lot of heroes growing up, like, you know, one prime example, obviously Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Manson was a huge influence and a huge hero of mine growing up. And, uh, I would have to like sneak and hide and, and listen to my music. Basically when nobody was around, I couldn't ever enjoy my music or anything Uh, like that, you know? Um, but yeah, no, it's, it basically, it, it just comes from that that mentality of trying to shelter your child from everything, not letting them experience life for themselves and not let them make their own choices. Um, Well, you have a beautiful family, a beautiful wife. You're a good human. Like I got that energy and vibe right off you. The moment I walked in there and here's a guy that is all blacked out. You've covered up every tattoo you've had on you. Well, you got to explain that, you know, and you have to, you know, and you did explain that to me, but you know, where explain it to everybody else listening, all the listeners out there. So, um, I actually have a plan for what I'm doing with my body. Um, But as of right now, I'm currently working on full body blackout from the jawline down. Uh, And once it's completed and fully saturated, which obviously you have to go over it a couple of different times, like you can't expect to go into that and just be like, oh, it's going to be fully saturated in the first go and everything's going to look great. No, it's going to be a process. It's going to take time. It could even take years. So you have to be committed. You have to have dedication, and you definitely have to have patience. But it, but it can work. It's painful. Um, it's, it's very. It is very painful. It is not fun whatsoever. No. But uh, it, it. What really matters is how bad do you want it? Right. And that's that can be said with everything. How bad do you want it? Right. Uh, so I'm gonna be going back over everything with uh, white and gray, like sacred geometry. Designs oh wow! All over my body. So yeah. <clears throat> and what's crazy? Not crazy, but you were honest with me and said that the reason why this came about was they were you know tattoos are personal to you. Tattoos right. are the things that we stare at, and we know where we were, what we were thinking about, what why we got them, you know what they mean to us. And right. I don't care if it's you know a little itty bitty tattoo to whatever to my first tattoo where I almost passed out. Cause I, I was so nervous. I didn't eat the second they started, you know, putting ink on me. I'm like starting to pass out and they were holding me up and giving me a Mountain Dew right, and then right, told me to right. go eat, you know, and that's my first one, but they're all, you know, important to us in some way. And when I asked you, you said, yeah, they had meaning to you, but there was now they have meaning because yeah. it, it, you don't have to get into it, but Oh, no, I, I, I don't yeah. mind. Um, it, there's not really a whole lot to say. Yeah. Um, it, I could get in no. greater depth all no, day I, long about it. But really, honestly, it comes down to um, my biggest mentor when I was learning how to tattoo uh, was somebody that I really looked up to. He was like a father figure to me. He was like one of my best friends. I really looked up to this guy. 
And uh, I wanted to be like him. Like I, it, the way that, as a matter of fact, he was one of the original people that got me wanting to do color portraits specifically, mm -hmm. like from watching him and how he did it. And um, so needless to say, like I idolized this guy. Like right. I loved him. He was a great friend. <clears throat> he ended up, um, if I can say this, yeah. fucking me over like right. worse than just about anybody else has in my life. Um, and he did a good, easily 90% of my body. Right. And, um, if, if he didn't do it originally, he redid it. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. So, so over 90% of my body was covered in his work. Right. And when somebody does the things that he did, uh, and then you wake up every single day being reminded of that and, and sitting there looking at that and being like, I remember when we did this. I remember when we did that. I remember these memories. Mm -hmm. I remember we, we were talking about putting all this together for a, a short duration of time. All of that. You know what I mean? You have to live with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not, which I'm not saying that there hasn't ever been somebody out there that's gotten a tattoo from somebody that they now currently can't stand, but right. it's, it's different for me because of how much dedication and time I put not only with my body, but with my career into this guy in his shop and for him to turn around and yeah. do the things that he did. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a lot. So you, you had to, you made a choice. I made and a choice. That's, that's, there was actually a guy, uh, he's, uh, I, I believe he is from Canada, but his name's Remy and, uh, he went through the whole blackout suit wow. situation uh, uh his shop is rocky mountain tattoo parlor uh -huh. i believe uh but yeah i i've literally watched him for Th a thanks year for the plug rob <laughs> <laughs> um but i've been watching this guy for a long time and i i loved the uh the you know how he went through the whole entire process he and he's still going through it well so, see and and that's what um, you know a hero's journey podcast is about is each one of us goes on this journey right and you can live in this this space where it's just comfortable, right? But you got to step in across that line where it's uncomfortable, where I, you're not aware of. That's well, understandable. Yeah. You did because you can't look at them, your artwork, they don't mean the same thing anymore if they've taken away their meaning. Right. So I have tattoos done by a guy that lived in my house that screwed me over. But I have the opposite. I'm going to keep it. I'm just not going to tell anybody who did it. I'll tell everybody, anybody did it but you. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, so, right. So that's, you know, he did a great tattoo, and, I, and it's my favorite tattoo, but it's mine. I yeah. own it. There's uh, one tattoo that I have that I will never cover up, and he did it. Yeah. He did it. Um, yeah. It's on my thigh, and it's okay. for my daughter. Okay. Um, and that's one, especially considering the, the time that I got it, it, it that will never go yeah. away. And, go. and it's like, you know, okay, that's fine. That's, that's one piece that will be staying, but yeah, no, I, I, you know, I like the whole trying something new, see how uh, it works. I love it. But you know, it's just a bummer that your mentor, your mentor, you know, you, you have bad memories mm -hmm. of this, but you're in a space where you can create. And I saw you mentoring your wife when I was leaving and you were mentoring her in piercing cause you do piercings as well mm -hmm. and, and that kind of stuff. And that's what I love. And, um, around here at sticky paw studios, I learned from all these guys that are much younger than me, um, who don't have my experience, but they have experience in space, like back there producing this show or, or whatever. And, you know, we have to, we have to grow and keep moving 
forward. Always. And speaking of you, I want to get to you. Because the night that I met you, you were like, oh, yeah, I'm a gypsy. I'm mean, from a gypsy family, you know, and I knew what a gypsy you, you guys was. have actually met before You've yes met i know before. but we never but, okay yeah yes. that's true we pictures of i yes. know but we never like talk talk that's exactly. the difference so exactly. we have met quite a few times we just never talked that was the difference yeah so then he was like talking that's to impossible. me and, what <laughs> that's okay well you know i was working the time like i was on stage yeah. yeah and stuff when when i met her yeah. and i was around her a few times but drunk. this time i was getting to hang out and you know, and have a lot of fun, and yeah. and you got into it. So growing, you're growing up. Where are you from? I'm originally from Los Angeles County. Now I did live on the East Coast for like nine years, and I've lived in Colorado almost three years, and then I've lived here. Okay. Uh, for so that's the two- accent. <laughs> that's where the accent comes from. The nine years that just like oh, no. that's you know what I'm saying. Like it's well, no, a, lot, a good amount is brain damage. I had oh. a stroke. <laughs> What? Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Yeah, I had a preeclampsia when I was uh, pregnant with Toby. And uh, when I was in labor with him, I had a stroke and it changed how I talked. Wow. I was supposed to get like a bunch of therapy and everything, but like I had just made just over the limit every month of like what you can make. And so I had to pay my insurance and I had to pay for this stuff. And they were going to like, I think cover like a month or something. I was like, and then I was going to have to pay all of it um, out of pocket or what. No, I didn't have great insurance. And I was like, Wait, can you understand what I'm saying? They're like, yeah. I'm like, therapy's over. Done. Wow. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. But it is what it is. No, so. I love it. I love it's her personality. Like listening to all the guys in the, in the shop, you know, mimicking you was, was you pretty cool. Yeah. Like I, I dug it. Oh, I totally don't <laughs> mind at all. All they do, Come I'm like, on. Uh, I, I even find the... myself doing it like when I'm by myself now. Do you? So. <laughs> You yeah. gotta do it. You gotta do it for him. It's like literally. No, it's my, my favorite. No, she's crazy. She's, she's crazy. crazy. <laughs> she's so crazy. Why are you doing that? I don't know. She's crazy. They are crazy. Yeah, they are. You know. I do that like literally when I'm alone now. I'll just. I don't know what the fuck is going on. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes people come in and they act crazy, and I have to point it out. Yeah, well, it's but not it's not her fault. fault. It's not my but fault. But it's not her fault. It's okay. not my fault because these people sometimes they get stupid and I have to say something. It, right. So, like, don't be stupid and I won't say anything. Oh, no, leave it to Val. She'll, she'll take care oh, of yeah, it. Oh, yeah. I, t- I, I cause problems sometimes. But it's like I said, I'm like, I'm not, I'm a very nice person. But if you start getting dumb, like, I'll get dumb right back. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I loved it. I loved meeting you. And it's, it, 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 it you saying something made me think of weren't you sick did right. you get sick a little while back i had a yeah in fact the with our, our friends the yeah Patrick the brothers i had yeah i had cancer that's what i thought I beat it like i guess it'll be three years give it sure. up give so it up. far so far yes good yeah. for you i got I'm, the good colon cancer the one they get rid of and you don't have to you know no chemo no I radiation i was so scared when i saw that yeah so yeah it was it, it happened so fast that I never, it was during COVID, so never really had a lot of time to process it. So the people that go through it for years and years and it comes back in years, those are the, those people are like heroes Yeah, because it's scary. It was a scary two months, you know, before the, the surgery and that, that I don't uh, wish on my worst enemy. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm glad yeah. that you're okay. And that so far. it made me think of that today. I was like, wait a minute. I remember seeing this. Yeah. 
and I reached out to you, but there was. Uh, I never got a check from you. I never yeah, I never. You never saw a check. No, damn. Scott Austin. Yeah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I even look at the picture. I mean, you know, she had a birthday party for me over at Bootlegger. Okay. And all these people showed up, but it was COVID, so they were they were, weren't they a little whiny about people being yeah, too many people there. Yeah, they got thumb real there. quick. Yeah, they got thumb really quick over. It's like, like I have fucking cancer, and you're worried about more than five people sitting at a table. I mean, if I'm not worried about it, why are you guys worried about it? These are all my friends, and they're not scared. So, right. yeah, Stop. that became awkward and horrible. Like, I think that was yeah. the last. A lot of people, we yeah, a lot, lot of people service. were scared to go, you know, to to come, you know. Right. And then the same thing happened. Um, what three months later, they they shrunk my head for you know in the. Oh um, yeah, they had a head uh, the t- what's that place called? Um, tiki, the Tiki Gold, Bar, Golden Tiki, Golden Tiki. Golden yeah. tiki. There you go. Um, <clears throat> and they did it in November and. You know, people were scared to come out. So, I mean, we had a good crowd, but it wasn't, you know, right. as big as it should. I, a lot, I oh, miss, yeah. The, I miss having a lot freaking. of my friends there, you know. Yeah, everyone well, freaked over the COVID stuff. I want my, that, you know, it's a different owner now. So, I like the guy, Brandon Powers. Have you ever met him? We love him. Uh-uh. Evil I Pie. He owns Evil. You know, he started Evil Pie. It was his okay. concept. He started the Golden Tiki. It was his concept. And then they kind of burned him. So, he's off to other, better, bigger things. And my head's still in there and it's like him i don't want my fucking head in there after you burn my friend it's not doesn't right. mean anything to me anymore i'd rather just you know let oh, my, let my dogs even, play with it or something i even, <laughs> I even uh had designed for for brandon because i loved them yeah. and um well i still do but like i designed this skull for him and i like covered it with rhinestones it's gorgeous it's still there i'm like Man, you should have taken it with you. That was for you. Like I made it for him, and they oh, wouldn't let him take there. it. Yeah. It's still there. I'm like, yeah. I made it for him, and they get to keep it. It's stupid. Getting into you're an artist too. Yeah. So you do art. You do. And, and not to change topics, no, no, but but when I was walking in, you were doing a like a bust. oh the chest yeah, yeah. chest yeah I, I was doing a male chest. It was uh, oh that didn't sound right. No, it's yeah. uh, no no okay. So sounded right coming out of you, but go ahead. It, what? <laughs> so um, I am a, a, an artist out of an amazing gallery in the Venetian Casino. And uh, so what I do is I'm like... Thanks for the plug, Valerie. Whatever. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're stupid. All right. So anyways, um, so anyways, um, I basically am a crystal artist, but I don't just do crystal. I can like mold. I can sculpt. I can... Uh, I mean, I do all kinds of stuff like quilting, uh, right. decoupage, reverse decoupage painting. Like, I, I'm kind of like all over the place. Uh, even cross-stitch. I love cross-stitch. Um, <laughs> I know. It's I'm the wrong age. Um, anyways, uh, you know, I got into the, the blinging. And so yeah. I've been in a couple galleries. I was in Signature Gallery before. And uh, but then I went over to Anne Amazing. And they have, uh, you know, more of like the rock and roll kind of feel. Yeah. And it works out. But I've... Uh, you know, designed for many celebrities. And so that's how I got into uh, an amazing gallery. So like guitars, like the yeah. other day you were saying you did. Uh, I did a guitar for Gene Simmons. I did a guitar for, uh, I've done a couple for DJ Ashba. Um, who? Huh? Who? DJ Ashba from Guns oh. N' Roses. Oh. You're so stupid. <laughs> You're so rude. I've done some, uh, you know, like alien masks for them. And then I've done um, Carrot Top. I've, Shoes. Is uh, that Alien Slave? Uh-huh. The alien mask. You did the one where. Both of them. Where his, his DJ, DJ wears. Yeah. Oh, I've the seen darks, those. Yeah. The dark DJ's crystals. DJ. Yeah. 
Exactly. DJ's DJ. I love it. Um, yeah, so it's uh, the dark crystal one yeah. I did and then the light crystals. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah, the, anything I've you seen see your the work then. Yes. Yes, that's awesome. I've seen your work. Flavor, flavor, flavor. I'll be... Flavor loved his clock. I mean, he. I saw never... a picture. Of that. that was actually yeah. on a Super Bowl commercial. That was the, like when I made oh, that. Was, that uh, was the heavy hitter. He was one of the DJs on the heavy hitter. Okay. He pulled his clock out and held it out. He was, yeah, boy, on the, you know, yeah. during the Super Bowl. Oh wow, that's so, awesome! We made over ten million dollars on. Oh wait, no, we didn't. No, you didn't make any money <laughs> on that. So I want to. I want to get into. Um, you know, like, there's this. You know that you saw where the aliens. You know they had to sit down and. They talked about, you know, the, the whole alien, finding aliens and blah, 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 which leads into you having, what was it, Storm? Storm Area 51. Exactly, Storm yeah. Area 51, which that was what? Was a, a meme or a video that it went viral? started as a meme. Okay. Um, and what was it? What was it? was a meme that was what? Let's storm the gates of Area 50. He put an event up, this kid in Bakersfield, California. Okay. I'm sure you've been there at some point. I've played Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah so, the Crystal Palace. Yeah. yeah. So he put a meme up. He was high or drunk one night and put up a meme saying that we should all storm the gates of Area 51 and make them show us them aliens. Right. Because he, he had just posted watched- a posted a fake event. Okay. And 3.6 million people um, responded to it. Wow. To the, so then, you know, he was contacted by some other kid out in Arkansas that said, let's do a rave out there in the middle of the desert. And they came in, and that's kind of how I got involved when all their plans fell apart and they needed help. Hey, you know what? You have the TMZ, right? Let's show that. Yeah, I want to sure. show, you know, what, what went on here. I get this plan. There we go. Sounds good. Seven days to go. The organizer of the event, the landowner um, out there in Rachel, Nevada, um, didn't provide the infrastructure that she had agreed upon. Uh, we had no evidence of anything being done. There's a lot of people coming out there, guys. We don't want a Firefest 2.0. Uh, Maddie has just been the face of this all along, and he can't in good conscience send people 180 miles into the desert and have them uh, and not have water or if they break down, there's nobody to come and get them. There's no cell phone service. So after asking for a final, <clears throat> excuse me, after asking for a final tally on what was in place, we got zero answers. So we pulled out. It was time to, to pull the plug. With nine days to the festival, it's like, I, I can't safely send my friends and family out here and tell them that it's gonna be a fun, safe event. So I had to back out. So we moved it to, we moved it to Las Vegas where it's safe and secure. But, but Las but Vegas is where you're going to storm Area yeah, 51. There's, now there's no storming Area 51. Do you think they're going to be right? There was never going to be a storming anything that the government doesn't want you to storm. This was this turned into a music <laughs> festival instead of you know a, 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 a forcing ourselves on hangars that don't exist. Even if you crossed over the fence in Area 51, you got another 40 miles before you even see a building. So that's not what it is now. I hear what you're saying, Frank. That it, it's not that but now. It but you understand was, that when yeah. you got two million people interested in this on Facebook, that's why they were interested. This was about right. aliens and getting answers, and right? Getting, and, and seeing Finding what's the there, truth, right? Yeah, but we, we were actually told uh, strictly that um, 
not to do that. Yeah, that's true. I want to know who you said you were told. Who told you not to do that? Uh, FBI agent from the Sacramento office. Uh, <laughs> Actually, multiple of, of mm -hmm. them. So what did they say? Tell, tell us about the conversation. What did they say? That's crazy. Uh, it actually wasn't that bad. They were just kind of make, making sure that I'm not making pipe bombs in my living room and not actually planning on storming the freaking base. You know what, guys? Guys, I, I, I can read this now. You guys talked to a lawyer, and the lawyer said, exactly you guys are crazy <laughs> if you do this because it's going to be on you if there are people who come at your behest and then go crazy. You didn't want, you saw Billy uh, McFarlane sitting I, from Firefest am I reading sitting this right? in prison. Yep. Because you're a lawyer, want. I know you would say that, Barry. But. <laughs> That's not his name. It's not his name. <laughs> name. You called him by the wrong name? <laughs> Bro. Other than protecting us. Where they're laughing. Um, we haven't need, we haven't needed to seek legal counsel on anything, but we did do that based on the fact that um, if we can't be comfortable with our own friends and family coming out there, why would we want a bunch of strangers to come out there? That's that's wow, that's crazy. You call them by the wrong name. I yeah, two free T-shirts. The whole the, the whole day. crew laughed their asses off because I called them by the wrong name. I right? live die. on TMZ. Yeah, TMZ. They were. You saw how hard they were laughing. It was a complete accident. I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that, but that's they thought funny. I did because there's a Barry Levin. Oh, okay. And thanks, I, Jason. Thank you for uh, running that TMZ. I, I appreciate it, Jason. And thanks. For yeah, the, no problem. <laughs> yeah, th thanks for the no PTSD. Problem, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, the FBI was really like involved. Like the FBI yes. went to Maddie's house. We were actually um, at the downtown Las Vegas event center, and the FBI called from like we were out. But mm -hmm. We were in a meeting. They were outside, and they called Bud Pico on on his cell phone. He's the guy that runs downtown yeah. Los Angeles. So, sorry, yeah, mm -hmm. he ran, he ran it at that point, and so they get they called his cell phone, and he picks up, and um, he he like looks he's like FBI, wow, and he's and he's like they want to know what you guys are doing in here with us. Like they wanted to know what we were doing. And then we ended up having a secret agent come into the house and everything. It was crazy. You will never convince me that was not an agent. You'll never convince me. So that was, it was a success. Cause I was there. I went to it. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't find you. I was texting you. Yeah. I couldn't find you anywhere, but there was what? Like 12,000 people that actually yeah. showed up to the event yeah, with nine great. days to go right after TMZ. You, yeah. you guys crushed it, but it was a much safer event. You know, you could walk, was, you could park and walk to it. Was it. A, it was an event. It wasn't yeah. a um, let's storm Area 51. Which thing. is silly People anyway. dressed in green. They put tinfoil hats on. Yeah. And they brought blow, you know, blow up aliens and glow in the dark stuff. A couple people it became something there. really cool. You know, you saw people on TV that went out to the desert. I saw some of that. I they saw came, a documentary. You of saw that. them at both places. Yeah. They oh, came really? back to ours because out there in the desert, it was just a... You know. It was like some garage bands playing out yeah. in the dirt. <laughs> Busting the you know, nest. You know, I saw a girl on piano and oh, it was, singing. It was, it was embarrassing. And, that was what they know, wanted to do. There was, more, there was more cameras and more press out there. The media they was... They were looking for a disaster. The, That's yeah, why they, they wanted to see it there. go down. They thought, well, we could get 10,000 people. And I'm like, the government is telling you guys, don't do this. State of right. emergency. You could not get... Uh, an event insurance if you wanted it it's a state of emergency like they gave you an out you should have taken it right you know but yeah. no they all sold like some dollar signs there and they were i mean everybody wanted all these producers wanted to see you know like a fire fest and ultimately we wanted to like you know move and make sure we had safety you as, know? as a promoter right if 
you can't get certain questions answered from the per- people that are hiring you, the best thing to do is walk away. You right. might go, oh man, I had a great opportunity. It's not an opportunity. They haven't given you an opportunity yet. Right. They're asking you to build a city to, to house 10,000 people. And Vegas can do that. Yeah. But you Vegas can, that. you can go into Vegas. That can happen. You can't. No, if no water, no water, food. security, bathrooms, Gas. you know, food. There was, there was a, we called an ambulance generators, company. generators. We yeah. called a, we called an ambulance company and they said we can handle, you know, a heart attack and a broken foot. Anybody, if we had to get a third ambulance out there, it'll take them six hours to get there. Wow. That is the di- recipe for disaster. Cause you know, after being, you know, on stage enough and being at enough venues that if there's a piece of glass, one piece of glass, on a parking lot the size of a football field, somebody will take their shoes off and step on it. Mm-hmm. It just happens. It's, it's the way it goes. It's the law of averages. Well, you, four so, people, and you I add, think it was four or five people ended alcohol. up going to the hospital from... Uh, no, God. they hit a cow. They hit a cow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, some of them did, yeah. <laughs> now imagine a few hundred people apparently showed up. She said 2,500, uh, 3,000 over a three-day period. But imagine if 50,000 would have showed up what kind right. of that's what the news was there for to see this that's huge we migration huge, mm-hmm. huge migration of people and no infrastructure and so and if something goes bad so, okay but yeah. think about think about this there was woodstock mm-hmm. back in the day yeah and you know they they didn't have sound systems big enough to play to the amount of people that right. actually showed up um all the food that was you know, all the food that was having to be brought in yeah. by the town. It's supposed to be 50,000 people. people. Yeah. 270,000 showed exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. And this community of people, which by the way, I noticed when you watch the documentaries, there aren't, back then, there weren't, they were all like this guy, like all yeah. lean. I was about to say there and, was some terrorist like no, 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 I'm no, saying no, not like <laughs> that. I'm saying the way, you know, like in shape. You know, it's like yeah. before the McDonald's and all the fast food, fast yeah. food and all that stuff, you saw 200,000 people, you know, out there living together for yeah. four or five days. I don't know. Helping each other how. out. Exactly. You know? Looking out yeah. for each other, yep. but not wanting to leave. They could have yeah. left, but everyone was, you know, there during Woodstock, which was, yeah. you know, uh, a disaster. They lost money, you know, all this stuff, but. Crash defenses. Something that, that we talk about forever yeah but you know then you have that well it's funny that they did it again stuff yeah and the second one was worse than the first one it became a a limp biscuit um have you seen that documentary yeah Yeah. i think so it became a testosterone fueled asshole festival yes (laughs) really really yeah and girls were they don't talk about there was a lot of rapes that happened there's they, they talked about groping because they didn't want to talk about rape because if something happened and they got sued and mm-hmm. they couldn't prove it there was girls getting raped out there there was there was, so it, was it was pointless and and you can say anything you want it limp biscuit started it right they started the trouble and, wow. and that's what scares me about stuff like that out in yeah. the desert when you know it's security no security no no cops no nothing yeah they, oh, you she, know she even went on the news with a fake check to a fake company that didn't exist and i was like to say that she that paid is, for security and then there's it was a fake company if you go look it up uh, go if, look at this clip on yeah. on the news or whatnot you can still google this and 
she like holds up a check and if they you go know google she, the, know oh, i'm is. sorry connie west holds up this okay. check and it, the check is to a fake company go look this company up and see if it exists and wow. she's like see there's a check that's been given and it was the damnedest thing we so because i they contacted me this woman at the little alien contacted okay. me and said i don't know what we're going to do we're not we're 11 days out mm -hmm. and we don't know what we're doing and I said, let me see if we can figure out what you guys have in place. And then we can decide whether or not we can even help you guys at this point. Right. And that became a, a sit down at a friend of mine's house with pizza and, and conversation. And this guy came in. Um, his name was Tim. Two we call him Toupee Tim because he's wearing Tim. like, he made William Shatner's toupee look amazing. Oh, so bad. It was such a bad So he, he starts sh telling her to, sh you know, don't talk to these guys. Don't speak to them. And we're like, whoa. He walked into my friend's house without being invited. We don't even know who this invited. person is, by yeah. the way. We've I'm never like, met him. I'm the like, are you her attorney? And he said. Yes. He goes, I'm her legal counsel. I go, no, no, no. That means attorney. Are you her attorney? He's like, Frank, I don't have to explain anything to you, but we cannot tell you what's going on out there. I'm like, he met her the day prior. I wanted to uh, point that out really quick. Met yeah. her the day prior. Yeah, he yeah. was the um, director. Of, well, he calls it the director out at Bonnie Springs. He had a broken down haunted house. He used to take advantage of people for. Excuse me. <laughs> anyway, so after like the third time of like, we need to know what you have before we can tell you what if we can jump in at the last minute and help you. And he said, well, we're not going to tell you that. And he, she said something like, well, how can we help you? And he said, excuse me, miss. I'm like, she's got a name, dude. And he said. No, he was like, who's this girl? He said, who, who are you? And I'm like, all right, that's it. Get the fuck out. Get right. out. Get out. I stood up. It's all in video. We videotaped wow. the whole thing. Well, oh, and this is something so who, interesting here oh God, with, with the whole, like, that whole situation. We could have, like, we had to go through a lawsuit and everything, right? Well, none of it would have ever happened if this one video would have been shown, which it's going to be shown on a, an upcoming Netflix docuseries with these guys. Uh -huh. So um, basically, if our lawyers would have submitted anything for us, they didn't submit anything. They did not tell these guys when there was court, nothing. I mean, and we have all, we have email after email, sending them videos, sending them um, all our evidence and everything. But unfortunately, our legal... Uh, you know, they they are in some trouble themselves. They had to get shut down and everything. And uh, they're, yeah. everybody's suing Lucky them for us. million. Oh, wow. Of course, that's who we get. And then right. they're using Connie West's law firm that is going against us. They use her law firm uh, for their bankruptcy, meaning they have all of my husband's information, everybody's information. They have all our all, evidence, all our, yeah, uh. everything. So they have everything and nobody even tells us and nobody tells us when there's court nothing i even have uh you know videos of of uh, us talking to the attorneys and the attorney saying oh yeah you gave everything but you know we we gave everything and so we could have proven everything uh, all it these was an wild it's like stories we never did business with this person and i'm being sued for business disparagement oh so you're being sued for switching the venues is that what i'm she, getting at? she basically said i bre i i enticed them to breach their contract they, that never, they never had, had. they never oh. had a contract with this Woman. But because our lawyer never, our, our amazing lawyer, Matlock, decided that he Matt wasn't Locke. going to turn anything in, he, he and he's disbarred now, by the way, uh. um, they basically started to well, piss the judge off. Like, these guys aren't doing, they asked for our cell phones. I'm like, they do that this, is a capital, this is a capital murder case. I mean, I'm not going to give up, like, but he didn't say, the judge is ordering you to give your cell phone. He said, 
they. So we're thinking, oh, the other side wants to see my cell phone? We knew them a week. Go, go <laughs> F yourself. We're not right. giving us, what was the judge? Because he, she, she, cause my, cause our attorney never filed any opposition to anything. Wow. Nothing. So now we're being sanctioned and we don't even know that. She even put in court documents that my husband had surrounded her like hostage wise. Outside. I wouldn't let her leave after the meeting when I said, get the fuck out. He's on like video. I'm going to tell her to get out and then keep her from leaving. Well, Connie doesn't know <laughs> this, but the, the video, was, yeah. it was taken. And uh, so it does prove that Frank never even left the table. Never, so it's like, for an hour. We, wouldn't, like we didn't know these people. Like we knew her yeah. for date. We That was minutes. the first time we had ever met her. And I mean. She sued me for $3 million dollars wow in yeah. one because our lawyers didn't tell us anything in one yeah oh, oh no wow. don't worry we're going oh we're, we're, it, yeah we got it, it. Went, don't worry and it's funny because she she the you know the two kids you know maddie and the this other kid brock daly that was you know got it got in touch with them to do the rave yeah they're the ones that talked to her they're the ones that had the, the everything going together there was 62 uh complaints me and my partner john were like the last four but because they assumed that we have more money they, they went put after you. all of it on me wow. she actually said that to the production company that was because she's just suing me basically because she doesn't like me and yeah. john because she knows he has money that she said that to them wow it, it, it's, it's i'm sorry i didn't know this I didn't, oh yeah no she oh, had that's, that's, that's why when you show that stuff i'm like oh sorry no it's okay that's okay so oh no sorry, it's but really it's, it's truth is stranger than fiction when you look into this and that's why netflix is doing a docuseries on it because it's so insane uh that we can prove everything we said is true and then then like we we were really victims in the uh, of the government really and our lawyers and so we are handling this legally i another, want you to know good, this is good. we're An not good. another this. another um documentary um producer says he has evidence that the opposing the opposition's attorney used to have a relationship allegedly with the judge Allegedly. Oh wow! And our lawyers used her lawyers uh, law wow. firm. How I was how... doomed from the start. So you got called into something that you you saved to help to we, help people, and then turn around man. and got. And when she called me, when she called me, I'm like, she said, I have to put up my house. I only have I, six. I had to borrow sixty thousand dollars. What did I say to her? Don't do it. Don't do not so put your house up. He said, "Walk away." For, for he said, "Walk away." I go, "You got to walk away. You got to walk away from this event." I wasn't planning an event. The, you know, the only reason I even did one is because my friends were nice enough to hook up with Bud Light and let us do one downtown. And right. I mean, I'm pretty good at what I do, but they're pretty good at what they do too. So we collaborated and made the thing into a monster in nine days right. with, with, you know, with, without anything other than, well, a little help from Blink-182 and uh, uh, Life is Beautiful. Yeah, we co-promoted we co you know, promoted together. Cross-promoted. Uh -huh. So we pulled wow. out all the stops and killed it. Wow. And we well, did, by I was the there. way, I want to really cool. point out, we did yeah. not make a dime from yeah, we it. We did yeah. not make money. any money. No, 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 we no, did no, it money. because it was. we felt like it was going to turn into a humanitarian disaster. Yeah. And that's why, that is why all of those people were out there, it, uh, the, all the news people. Like, she was charging them $1,000. I you saw know, that. Just, how crazy is that, spot. by the way? And so, just for, for them, and you could see there's like over 60 of them there. It she had insane. to make her money now, back. It's the, oh, no, that's not what she says, though. Well, we're parked right here. They could have parked just is close on BLM, you know, Bureau yeah. of Land Management property for free, but she told them they couldn't. 
Right. So she so she could nail him for six grand a pop for the news vans. Yeah. This is a professional said, scam artist. No, it was oh, it yeah, was crazy. Yeah. This yeah. this this thing was not. Well, it wasn't just six grand. She like there, there was like what 50, 60 of those things there. I mean, yeah. where did the money go? You I saw, saw that. You I saw, saw that. I was watching. I watched a little thing on YouTube about it. Now before we before we wrap this up, I wanted to uh, talk about something that I saw. I saw a clip. It was like maybe two and a half minutes. Now, did you grow up? So was it you that grew up in some sort of home that oh what um, was that oh i was uh in a group home okay so yeah i saw this thing and it was your voice right by the way was that you talking yeah that was him yeah. so so the what happened with that is um i had lived there and i didn't understand like anything was illegally happening i thought i'm like oh that's what it was like 20 years ago whatever you know and so i remember like talking to him about that well, uh, tell just, why you were there you got sent there when she was uh 16. no no i was 15, 15 when i went there yeah no well close enough whatever um no i had um uh, i mean i don't know if we want to like it's i mean long. it's fun <laughs> okay no it's it's too long There's no I, well, yeah, don't, don't go into yeah, something too long, but what I wanted, I just no, saw be, this. Okay, so so it's the reason I was there is because I had um, gone to a hospital and I had uh, been I assaulted. Had, yeah, I had, yeah, I mean I had been drugged, raped, and assaulted, basically kind of I'm tortured. Sorry. It's it is what it is, but um, basically no, I had some CPTSD and everything, and I was having like problems. So uh, my you know parents didn't really want to deal with that because they're not like emotionally equipped to deal with that kind of stuff, you know. And, uh, you know, they're not, I, I haven't talked to my dad even in like 16 years, my mom, very long time. So I, I don't really deal with anyone in my family. But anyways, I was put into this group home uh, in Colorado at, um, at Excelsior Youth Center. And so I lived there for a few years. And so I was telling uh, my husband randomly about like a story. And he's like, there's no way that happened, you know, because it was so unbelievable. And I was like, oh, no, I got my girlfriend, Nicole Segura, who I, you know, lived there for years with. I got her on the phone. I was like, tell him right now the, uh, what happened and all, uh, tell them right now, you know, everything that happened and, you know, details. I'm like, he knows you haven't talked to me. So, like, let him know what happened in the story. And so she, like, verbatim said exactly what I said. And so then he was, like, horrified. He's like, this should be on a documentary or something. You know, like, this should be talked mm -hmm. about that this kind of stuff happens in group homes where, you know, you're seeing there was sex trafficking, there was abuse, there was uh, rape, suicide. A lot of... The, the rabbit hole on on state-funded boys and girls' homes is horrifying, and nobody's talking about it. It's horrifying. We've had 60 other girls come forward saying, you know, what happened. Parents of Parents, a lawyer, an attorney of a daughter, one of his daughter committed suicide, yeah. called us. Um, people that found people, that girls that committed suicide. Um, and the place, I'm pretty sure, is haunted, too, but... That's we went awful. and found, we, they left they left these girls personal psychiatric records in the basement. Oh yeah, that happened. And just left them after they closed the school. So me and you could have walked in there and grabbed anybody's information, social security numbers, what was wrong with somebody and you know, it, and, and Unreal. every oh, we HIPAA walked right law, down. Yeah. 40 every, years of it. Every HIPAA years. law on the planet, it was like a, a a guide to breaking HIPAA laws. It was insane. Right. Oh, I, I contacted the attorney general. I mean, I contacted the news. I was like, this is bullshit. You know, like we, these girls, their identities could be stolen in two seconds because we walked in in two seconds. 
you know, like nothing stopped us from going in. We like walked right in down there. There's like Medicaid stuff. There's, right. I mean, all their, their right. records. Anyone could have went and got their records. Anybody. It was on contracts from when they had Christmas parties that they would bring celebrities into, like Cindy Lauper. And oh, Lyle, yeah, I saw Lyle, their taxes. Lyle that was Lovett. wild. Lyle Lovett. Right there. I mean, they were getting these, they were paying these people to help fund these, this place where they were torturing girls, where they were abusing children. I'm sure they didn't know that, though. Cindy Lauper? No, no, none of yeah, them would have people, ever known that. Know, no, no, but it was scary to think that. Because yeah, they wouldn't even invite the girls to those Christmas galas. They only invited rich people and donors. Yeah, pretty much. We yeah. never got to go to those kind of parties. Um, yeah. I mean, even this is for clothes, new clothes for all the all the kids. No, they got Goodwill hand-me-downs. They're wearing boys' clothes there because if they got oh, boys' clothes dropped up, yeah, it's it's, it's insane. I'm well, yeah, sorry. because they would have uh, they would have be able to. Do you think this made you tougher? Oh, you duh. I mean, I've no. always been pretty tough. But oh, yeah, I, mean... I see that in you, but I'm. You're oh, just, I didn't want to be you, there. You're just so. like glossing over it. Like I know you didn't want to well, get into it. She wasn't supposed to be there. That's for. They were all shocked I was there. Yeah, that's though. for drug kids. Yeah. Kids with drug parents in jail. Kids that run away. She had never broken the law. No, oh, I've you never were. Been you, you were just. God. You were there because your parents couldn't handle the emotional side and getting they you didn't through want to. to helping you. Or finding a way to help you. That we, the, I should and never that's why you were there. there. And I'm sorry. Like the most abuse. The, the place where I was was for like really bad kids. Like, I mean, like yeah. there were fights every single day. There that's... was abuse going on every single day. That was not going to help my PTSD. Yeah, I'm but sorry. It, it is what it is. But, you know, I went through a lot of therapy and everything. And I basically did not want to be there. So what I did was I was able to... Uh, you know, graduate by 17. I had a job at 15 there. I got a worker's permit. Uh, I was the janitor at the school. And then I got, um, you know, another, you know, I got in with uh, Fizzoli's. I was working at Fizzoli's. And so I'd take two buses every day to get to work and back. And so I took care of myself. At I 17. made sure. Okay. So yeah. I, I want to know then, because I'm sitting across, I introduced you as the one of the owners of West Coast Tattoo Parlors here in town. She's okay, the and you're owner. an artist. I'm technically the owner. The She's owner. The owner. Okay, I, I just clean the toilet. Okay, so how does someone come from that? You were the janitor there. You were. It was abusive there. How do you come from that to where you are right now? What is it? What is the thing that sticks out in your head that you go, "This was the hurdle that I jumped," and this is. This is how I became the person that I am right now. I think my whole life I have been a very defiant human being. It's even in my court records that like I have a problem with authority. Um, and so I never want anybody telling me what to do because I, I had it. You know, I could take care of myself. I was going to, you know, get where I needed to go. And so I was always like, you know, in charge of me. And I, I felt like I did a good job even then. So the thing is, even though like I've had therapists tell me, oh, like, you should have been a drug addict hooker or something, you know, for okay. your background. And I was like, I didn't want to do that. Nobody's going to tell me what table I'm going to sit at. Nobody's going to tell me that this is what I'm going to be and that this I'm doomed to have this. I'm leaving here and I'm going to do better and I'm going to have everything I want because I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to get it and I'm going to figure out how to get it. You know, so one thing that I am, since I was a little kid, I am very resourceful. So even though, like, I have limitations, you know, I, I do have, like, you know, ADHD and I have uh, dyslexia and I have, you know, some stuff going on. So 
Um, I know what my limits are, so I will figure out very quickly how I can get around whatever the limit that is so I can achieve whatever I'm looking to achieve. That's amazing. Good yeah. for you. That's amazing. But no, it's just drive and defiance. Nobody's, uh, it's always been just defiance because nobody's going to tell me what I'm going to do and I, I'm going to get what I want. But I love somebody it. helped her figure out some of these things that were going on that she didn't believe. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. You did. Good for you. Well, that. that's 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 having a good partner with you. Where was that moment that made you because you're you obviously are a good dad. You have your own identity. You know who you are, but it wasn't always like that because you were struggling. You already said, you know, it was you having to hide who you wanted to try and be. And figure out who you were. You had to hide it from the people that loved you or you thought, you know, that you loved, you thought they loved you, you know, whatever it is. Because obviously you're a good dad. You make that a good point. You you point that out. I've been around you five hours, six hours, and you talk about your family a lot. So what's the defining moment? Uh, um, the only thing that I can say is, is never lose sight of what's really important in your life and never give up. No matter if the entire 100%. world is standing against you. I quote uh, my, my all-time biggest hero, Rob Zombie. Sometimes you have to live your life knowing that you're right and everybody else can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And with you, I, I mean, you, you take on all these challenges all the time, okay? And my show was called The Hero's Journey Podcast, and, and that's a circle. And the circle is because we walk into these, you step into adventure, right? And then when you step into adventure, you have to find somebody who's been there before, a mentor, somebody that you can look up to that can get you through it and learn how to walk into a dark cave, how to navigate this new space until it feels normal to you and you're comfortable and then you take on new challenges and with you it seems like there are all these challenges and it's not the normal it's not the norm it's not the nine to five job it's the let me tackle this you know you you went into this whole storm area 51 thing because they needed some guidance right they needed help and you're somebody who could help out. Now I'm going to walk in and I'm going to help this. And then you took on like the show that Megan and, and Will and everybody was a part of, which was very cool, by the way. And you do those kinds of things. I didn't even know you produced that. I didn't know you produced that show. I, I'd been to it a couple of times. I didn't know that you produced it. Um, but like I said, I don't know. I can't define the moment that we, you and I actually met. But we just see each other. We're around. We take pictures. We talk, we catch up and, but what is it? What, what drives you? What gets you going? And to know that we're different, we're, we're different as a tattoo artist. It's the same thing. You don't know if somebody's going to be calling and you're going to get a job today, tomorrow, that kind of thing. Right. It's like a hairdresser. Your phone has to ring. People have to know that my phone has to ring to get shows. I have to start booking out whether it's tours or one-offs or weekends or whatever, same with you. That's with, with you and all these different aspects of things that you create. You and I could come up with an idea right now and then run off and put it together and 
let's go find somebody to partner with us or whatever and put on shows or whatever. Yeah. Where does that come from? How to? That's an interesting question. Um, when I was a kid, I was uh, I felt like I was invisible, not because my parents didn't care. Uh, me and my sister both adopted, <clears throat> but I had adopted into good parents. They cared. They wanted kids. You mm -hmm. know? And, and some anybody that says that those aren't your real parents are full of shit. Right. There's adopted kids out there that don't know anybody other than their their parent, like me. Mm -hmm. And um, so. Becoming, I grew up in Orange County, California, okay. um, Huntington Beach, Fountain Valley, you know, Newport Beach, all that stuff. Um, people with my skin color when I was a kid were um, looked down on, you know, you know, I wasn't white. My parents didn't drive a Mercedes. We were poor. I mean, poor. Right. Um, and I needed, I felt that I needed to become visible. And I did that with a sense of humor. Um, I tried it with a sense of humor. And then I stopped at some point later on in my life. I can't remember when that was. I guess probably I used to fight a lot. I used to be in fights. And I stopped being afraid to fight. And I think that's what made me a good fighter because I wasn't afraid anymore. Right. And I was afraid when I was a kid. Afraid to walk home from school by myself. Afraid to get called names. Afraid to tell the teacher I didn't understand something because I didn't want to get made fun of. So I wanted to, even though I say I was invisible, I was... I made myself invisible. And one day I decided I didn't want to be invisible anymore. And I looked at people in a different way, and I thought, there's no difference between that guy on stage and the, and me. And there's no difference between, you know, I wanted to go to concerts, and then I wanted to go to concerts and, and sit in the front row. Then I wanted to see what was going on backstage, you know? And then mm -hmm. I wanted to figure out how they made money doing this, you know? Because I was booking bands back in the late 80s. At a place called the Omni in Oakland. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Mm -mm. John, remember Nady Wireless Systems? Yeah. The guy that started the original wireless okay. guitar wireless monitor. He had a he had a club in in Oakland, California. It used to be an Italian dinner theater, and that's where uh, Chris Isaac cut his teeth, and and uh, Primus, and um, I mean we had everybody, Wasp and Limbo Maniacs, and and all these bands, and I met them all. Paul Stanley, I met for the first time there. Ted Nugent and Damn Yankees did their first show there. So I and these people were bigger than life until I met them. Then they weren't bigger than life. Then I was the guy sitting in backstage telling them what to do and where to go. And I've always had a good relationship with musicians, <clears throat> and I stopped giving a shit what people thought. I don't care what you think of me. I don't care. Once you, once you, how liberating is is it for? I mean, I, I don't know for for a musician because you want people to buy your albums. Mm -hmm. You want people to like you. You want to look good on stage. Um, I'm the, like the opposite. I don't care if you like me anymore. I don't care if you like what I'm wearing. I don't care. What I want to do is, if we're friends, we're friends, and that's what made promotions easy for me. But I'd stopped wanting to be invisible. I don't huh. mean ego wise. I mean, because that's their, oh, you, you, you want to be yeah. a rock star. Well, who doesn't? Right. But I knew that wasn't realistic. So the best ne next best thing to be was these guys' friend. And these guys, when, when, when I, and people will tell you to this day, Janie Lane. We talked about Janie yeah. the other day. Um, Janie Lane should not have died alone. Mm. I have a million reasons to tell you why. We, we'll talk about that sometime. Yeah. Um, but also um, to be friends with these guys, knowing that, I don't care how many thousands and millions of albums they sell. 
if they give me an attitude, I give it right back to them. He I don't really care. does. I, I was, it. So I was known for being the, Believe I was the manager killer. Manager says, well, if they don't get this, then we're not going to perform. Then get the fuck out. Get out. <laughs> get out right now. Okay. Right. Don't expect to get paid and go, go, go ahead and tell the band that you pissed me off and you can't play tonight. Go ahead and tell them. Ask the guys from LA Guns. They'll tell you. Guys from right. Great White, they'll tell you. I mean, I've been through all this. Alex Ross even like was telling me some of your stories. Well, yeah, me and Kevin DeBrois didn't like each other too much. Great musician, but we weren't friends anyway. So um, there is a way to get to where you want to be, but you have to always be willing to take a chance. A lot of people don't want to take a chance. They're they're in their comfort zone. Oh, get out of your comfort zone. That, I'm not saying that. That's bullshit. What I'm saying is. There's a lot of opportunities out there, and the guys that take the opportunities are the guys that do the best. And, and I've failed a billion times. Yeah. I've had to give back money at, to people at the door because a show got canceled. It's humbling right. to give cash back because you have, because, you know, your show tanked or right. whatever. It's hard. We have to pull money out of your own account to cover bands so that, to make sure they get paid, but, but they always get paid. Um, so I decided at one point I'm going to stay friends with these guys and forget the, and when you say promoter, mm-hmm. not anymore. I mean, spe- I'm a special events guy. Yeah. The, okay. There you go. I so, was waiting for you to correct me. I just didn't know how to, how to put it. That's there's awesome. a lot of people, a couple, few people out in town there do it. There's a couple of people that do it really well. There's a few that do it really badly. And there's some of them that have rid- ridden my coattails because back in the nineties when, you know, when we were doing this after I left the pal, almost said it out loud, yeah. the strip club, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we, you know, I changed, I changed, I, I kind of set the bar for everybody. So when, when LA guns came to town, they didn't stay at the motel six anymore. Mm -hmm. They stayed at, in a suite and I got them four of them at the Monte Carlo. Right. Or whatever. And they remembered that we didn't go out to dinner. I'd have a, 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 a restaurant provide a dinner for them as long as they came in. Being, you know, guys at uh, Studio 54 at MGM, um, the, you know, the, the bigger strip clubs, the um, uh, pure nightclub at Caesars. I mean, I used to walk long-haired rockers into that place, and they got all the attention, even though it was a dance club. Mm-hmm. These guys understood, and I took care of them, and we're, a lot of them we're still friends with. You know? so, um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, I didn't want it not being invisible. Don't be invisible. Man. There you go. Don't fucking be invisible because nobody's going to remember that. That's good advice. That's great advice. Um, do you have any questions there, Chase, for for our guest today? I know that I put you on the spot. I, 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 I do this to him every day. He, he like does anything. Sing. Sing. Like, yeah. give us a line. I suppose I could probably give you guys a line because I, di- I didn't think of any questions. It like ruined my life. There you go. You didn't. Who's your favorite rock vocalist? You know, does Meat Love Count? Meat Love Counts. I feel like Meat Love yeah, Counts. Meat For love sure Meat Love yeah. Counts. Yeah, yeah why yeah. not? Yeah, yeah you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Meat Love. Guys guys like, guys Meat like Love's awesome. Jeff Tate. <laughs> Jeff Tate. I, you know, uh, what, what band's Jeff Tate? Queensryche. Queensryche. I love okay. Queensryche. Yeah. yeah so, I, w- uh, I was yeah. a big Iron Maiden guy when I was a... Uh, oh, yeah. Another yeah, one. Yeah, that was me. Ronnie right James here. Dio. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Dio and Jeff Tate. Jeff Tate, right? Yeah. Um... One night I was waiting tables at Prosecco Restaurant in Toluca Lake. That's where I was at for a very long time. And I was waiting on the both of them and Dio's wife as well. Wendy. Yep. And so uh, I have a napkin that I've never, I never did this, but I was like, Queensryche, that song, Silent Lucidity. I'm like, that is amazing. Um, And 
we, they had me sing for them at the table. Did you know, you, uh, I did, I did, but they they both signed this napkin to me, Dio and and Jeff Tate, and so that was it was before really cool. you got here. There was a concert, one of the last concerts at um, what that's now the um, not the Hard Rock um, Planet Hollywood. What was it? the Aladdin? It was the Aladdin okay. before that. Was Iron Maiden, Queensrÿche, and um, Rob Halford. Oh wow. Man, not not Judas Priest, song. not yeah. Judas Priest. Just Rob Halford, yeah. But yeah. Hal Halford, yeah. 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 And he was That's the cool. opening. He was the opener. Wow. And he oh, wow. came out with, you know, I mean, Rob Halford's. But yeah. Jeff Tate, there's something about that guy that's, you know. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal, level. phenomenal. But um, Meatloaf, uh, great, great. Guy. <clears throat> he's a great guy, dude. He was he was awesome. I got to hang out with him yeah. one night. There was a, a an opening with... Jeff Supon's one of my good friends, and he had an opening night of his restaurant. And um, my record was on the wall next to Meatloaf's album as well. And so Meatloaf and I are standing there going, I'm like, dude, my <laughs> album's on the wall right next to yours, <laughs> which was really cool. I, I had the chance to um, share a moment. So when, when I found out that you were a big fan I, of him uh, a while back. I, May he rest lot. in peace. Exactly. Yeah. You know, his daughter is married to Scott Ian from Anthrax. Oh, wow. How weird is that? That's great. Talk about totally different kinds of yeah. generations of music. But yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. My producer's producing them right now, Anthrax. Um, so give us a little. You just got back from Austria. You were just singing some opera. I know it sucks as a singer to have to just cold sing. Uh yeah here uh, give me a little something. Uh, this is from like a this is a spiritual that I I, I sang well we'll just we'll just give you the end. Okay. I gotta pay before the judgment, the judgment. Pour. I don't know something like that. Woo! It always. Opera always feels really, really weird on a Without microphone. Music, yeah. yeah, yeah, and like I don't know, it it's, feels yeah, so yeah. dry in here. It's built for, it's built for, for 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 you know venues with acoustics. hallways. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is acoustics. So, so um, anyways, yeah. So I want to <laughs> I want to thank you guys because I could talk forever. We could get into all kinds of things, but it was an honor to get tattooed by you. And when this heals, I'll show more of it. Um, I did send him a clip. And it's it's tough to see because it's uh, yeah yeah I'll, I'll give you a zoom some zoom action go. hold on let's see but it's all yeah, scabbed up right you now to, I was gonna say it's scabbed oh, you have right to move it's it all up. scabbed and it and, still looks good though even yeah. though it's scabbing yeah don't pick it looks at real it. good don't oh, tempt that peeling phase yeah, yeah exactly don't, don't tempt you're gonna get tempted it's oh, gonna I'm, itch trust me I I won't touch it <laughs> but uh, Valerie thank you so much thanks for being vulnerable but also you are a badass bitch and I love it thank you. Um, and so you're half right. I get a little, yeah. you know, I yeah. own it. I know. I know I'm a bit of a bitch sometimes. No, I'm teasing. That's, I, I, you that, are bad though. I, I love it. And when I saw that thing on you, it just, it broke my heart to know that you actually went through that, but it, it explained a lot to me a little bit. Did it? Yeah. Like, like you just don't take anything from anyone and, um, and you are where you are because you're not afraid to stand up and say, whatever's on your mind mm -hmm. and this is who i am and i love that that's why i kept tapping you know his shoulder and saying dude i love her oh so yeah because i was, was telling you um 
I was probably telling you, uh, what was I, th I was talking about either how we met or I was talking, maybe my sister's wedding. I was, it was talking a wedding. The wedding. It was a lot of jail and cops showing up at a wedding and all kinds of stuff. Oh, but yeah. it was so much, it was, like it was so much fun. Yeah. If, if you're related to me, they might come. It doesn't. <laughs> also, we talked a little bit about, you know, um, October 1st and, um, We'll, we'll warm up to it, but let's do something for your show with all your listeners for any commemorative tattoo for the Vegas wow. event. Um, well, we'll come up with something together, but if, yeah. they, if they come down and get a, a commemorative, whether that be the date or a Vegas Strong or something like that. Yeah, too, because I appreciate we, that. Yeah. When you, you know, you've heard a million times, never Warren. forget. This town needs to never forget that. Never. And it's the one thing that I, you and I talked about this yeah. when I was getting a tattoo, um, that that day was horrible this town came together and it's a lot of people yeah. that are not from here yeah you're from alabama you right. know what i'm saying this is home i'm from oregon of all places way of hollywood and and it we all came together there were people walking up to me at the grocery store you know how like people look down especially like guys like you and me they look at us and they just want to avoid us you know right and but they were looking me in the eye and if they recognized me from that night they you know either shook my hand and thanked me or said they were so, you know sorry yeah. it went through whatever but we came together and i see those stickers and and my girl nicole wants to get the date behind her ear she doesn't want Bring something she doesn't want something that you know that she has, she has to, to look at time, and right. be reminded of no, but totally. But that night brought us together. Mm -hmm. That's how we met. She's the person that I grabbed that, you know, I've been through this many times. I remember when you were on the times. phone with us like at 2 o'clock in the morning or something, right? Yeah. There's yeah. people, he called out, me. There's people yeah. out there. I was right there. There's people out there that um, didn't have that experience no. like you did. Right. That have probably haven't ever really talked to anybody about it the way that you've talked about it right they didn't do something heroic even though they survived um they didn't do grab people and bring them into containers even though they might have held somebody that fell get up or handed a t-shirt off or something like that there's some they're all heroes right. everybody that was there because they when a hero doesn't mean you had to save somebody mm -hmm. heroes mean you had to do something extraordinary and that night if you survived, it was extraordinary. Yeah. And if you don't like tattoos, too bad. But that's something that I would strongly recommend commemorating um, your your time with and your experience with with that. Yeah, it's with. it's a bond. When I see somebody with a <clears throat> tattoo from the day, I walk up and give them a hug. Yeah, shake their hand. They're a total stranger. Yeah, but right. it's like I have a connection to them. You this know, town it's was, not this the town same was full experience. of heroes that, that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Month. Frankie yeah. and I stopped working for like a month. Like we, we were every single day, like taking people to the airport. We were bringing them food. We were sneaking food into the hospitals because the hospitals didn't want them to have, you know, no, free food. Right. It's hospital food. Yeah. I, yeah. Who did that? I what mean, that was pork? such shit that yeah. they did that to people. <laughs> I don't know. And I, and but I knew we did that. sneak food in a lot. Like we were very, very big on sneaking stuff in there that we shouldn't have done. And we were bringing them clothes. We we're uh, getting people like meet and greets. Uh, they, and those know, people came to town. Some of them didn't have clothes. No, it, you know, they didn't have a yeah, change of clothes. Exactly. They had toothpaste and toothbrushes and their you know. stuff is in their hotel room or, yeah. or just, they flew in for the show and they're going home. I, I've only, I'll, I'll, t I'll say this once. Um, 
I've, I've talked about this story many, many times, but there was a young man, two guys that came up to me that I took a picture with moments before everything went down. And one mm. of them was shot and killed instantly right behind me. I went and had, we did, uh, on the October 5th, we did a charity show. On October 6th, we did a charity show. On October 16th, we did a show. And then on November 4th, we did a, a charity show. But on the, on the 16th, we were in Alaska. And this young man walks up to me, big dude. And he said, you know, he was there. He wanted to thank me for, for doing what I did for his friend. And then he, and then I'm like, I'm sorry to meet you like this. He goes, oh no, we met. And it was like the walls moved. Mm. And there was, and I'm like, like went white as a ghost because it was his friend that I took a picture with the two of them. And I was there, we did a sold out show, raised money for two fallen Alaskans that night who had lost their lives and uh, raised $16,000 for their funerals. And, um, and, but that there's 22,000 people there and I meet them moments before this happened. And then I get a call 3000 miles away to do a show and I go out there and I'm having dinner with the mom the night before holding her hand, hearing uh, about her son, sure. not knowing that I was one of the last people that he actually met before all this happened. So you just never know. Um, and it's life is short. Love your family, love the people around you, love the, you know, be present, be in the moment. Like this was my favorite thing today, mm. period. I, I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to come here and be with me. Absolutely. Sit down of and course. share your stories. I know it's nerve wracking to sit here and talk on a mic. I mean, you and I were very honest. You're like, dude, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm yeah. like, it's okay. We're just sitting around talking. <laughs> and hopefully somehow, some way we connected with somebody out there listening or watching on YouTube, Spotify, Spotify has video now, whatever. You know, maybe somebody out there is going, uh, I can sing opera. I've always wanted to sing opera. So same kind of thing. What all these little nuggets of whatever it is, what you've gone through, group home, what you went through, what you call a cult, it, was, it just felt like that. Right. But it, in reality, it wasn't, but to a kid, it was. Right, The, the exactly. shit that you went mm. through, the stuff trying to help somebody and then turn around and get get sued, and all you're trying to do is help people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're Especially trying to- Especially when you, the county, by the way, I want to point this out, the counties who paid for it, because everybody saw it's like, hey, move this, you know, yeah. like, let's go this way for safety. So and I'm the sorry. The county paid for it, and she still sued us for it. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and and somebody had to spearhead She'll it. She'll never say, see a dime Yeah, don't worry, me. yeah. She'll never Fall see a bankruptcy we're, if you have to. <laughs> well, we're dealing, listen, we, we had to get another lawyer. We're okay, dealing good. with it. We just, I just don't want people to ever- happening. You know, and this is a bad thing to say to some people, but you understand what I'm yeah. saying. This is what happened on October 1st is going to happen again. It's going to happen again because we live in a different day and age now where we yeah. think that our problems can be solved by ending them physically. But you can't end us if we don't allow you to. Right. No matter how many people you kill. So that's why I got on stage. Yeah. On the on the 5th. And then on the 6th and the 16th and the 4th, Ben was terrified. 
His experience of that night was the exact opposite of mine. Yeah. And so if we sat here and talked about it, he would change the subject. His experience was different than mine. And same with most people that, you know, there was all these experiences and you can't let somebody take that away from you. You can't be worried about going to the grocery store or going to anywhere or doing, you know, getting on my motorcycle and riding. I, I got Chase. He, he just got his license and he's into riding and, you know, we, the SMP did up his his head and he's probably going to go see you guys about getting a tattoo when yeah. this is over oh you're tough because, guy now, huh? cuz yeah, that's something like that that's, <laughs> but what i'm saying is that that you know he's coming into his he's figuring out who who he is, he is yeah. uh, you know it, you know and i remember being 25 years old and going yeah this is this is who i am this is this is who i want to be and you can't be afraid to do that and that's what that's what I'm hoping that each and every one, you know, somebody out there listening, hears that and hears your stories. You can never and let the terror win. You know no, I mean? you like can't. you have to keep living every day. You have to keep living. You have to keep going. Correct. And it's. I mean, you hear that a lot, <clears throat> you know, because people, but you know, the people that actually you know went through it, it's hard to think. It's a hard thing to say to them. It's not so much that you have to, you know, keep living, but you can't curl up and die. You can't die. No. That was what those people did so that the rest of us didn't. And we have to, we have to live, man. We have to be the guys that, that show you that nothing's ever going to take anything away from us if we don't let it. I don't want to get political about it, but, you know, this, this is a, a, a product of, of what this, com- this country's kind of allowed. And right. it's not guns and it's not firearms. It's, it's a mental state that we're in. And we got to start helping each other instead of trying to tear each other apart all the time. If that doesn't happen soon, we're in a lot of trouble. Agreed. And, and stuff like this, listen to somebody. Listen to their story. You're going to go, shit, I might, my life is not that bad. You know, I, there is hope. Yeah. You know, give them a little bit of hope is worth so much more than a whole lot of whining and a whole lot of hatred and a whole lot of hell. Yeah. yeah, just like, a little hope. Agreed. Yeah, even every day, I have to like wake up and tell myself it's going to be okay. We're, I'm going to be able to figure it out. I'm going to be able to. It's just talking yourself into it. You have to convince yourself you can do whatever you are wanting to do. If you don't believe it, then how could you ever achieve it? Agreed. And <laughs> nobody's going to believe you if you don't believe. Yeah, yourself. if you don't believe in yourself, no one's going to believe in you. We're we're going to leave it on that. And this has probably turned into a two parter now. <laughs> So, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this up here. You guys again, thank you. Yeah. Frankie D Valerie DiMaggio. I love that for you. Oh, you know, little yeah. Joe DiMaggio's cousin over there and my boy, Rob. Thank you, bud. Absolutely. I, I appreciate it. Honors all mine. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you and, uh, us. no, thank you for being a part of this. I want to shout out to the rock rage radio listeners out there. Uh, as they say, we are everywhere. And uh, JPS Computers, thank you so much. SMP Inc. And if you want to go get a tattoo right here in Las Vegas, there's two locations, right? Mm-hmm. Two locations. West Coast Tattoo Parlor. Uh, there's a location with Rob, which is right over South there. South Las Vegas Boulevard, yep. where, right. Uh, right by the Antique Mall. Yeah. And then we have uh, on Las Ve- uh, Then we have uh, another location on Rainbow Boulevard, across from the hospital. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. Two locations, West Coast Tattoo Parlor. Go get your ink on. Um, and 
Thank you guys so much. Again, go, I mean, go after your dreams. Go after whatever it is that makes you happy. Get up in the morning, just like Valerie said, and what can I do today to make today better? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm Brian Hopkins. That's Chase the Voice, and this is a Hero's Journey podcast. Dream, and I believe it's coming around, it's coming around to me.